Hello and welcome to This Now Moment. And in This Now Moment, I am just so grateful and blessed to have Taya Rain with us today. Um, I've only heard about her and I'm excited to connect with her um, in this moment. So thank you, Taya, for being here. Beautiful. You're so welcome. I'm so happy to be here with you. Yeah. And so, you know, my screen is doing this really amazing thing when we have powerful <laughs> energies together. Like it just, it got, it kind of goes trippy, you know, so I'm going to, we're just going to flow with it. And I love it because it's just this now moment, you know, and anything can happen. So yeah, I noticed it too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. I was like, we're in and out of reality. Oh yeah. Just in and out of reality. It's, it's beautiful. I love it. Cool. So can you share with us your journey and how it's kind of unfolded into this now moment of teaching breath work and all the amazing things? Yes, I would love to. So in a nutshell, I went through a very vast spiritual awakening at 17, and it was kind of a series of events that led up to a very intense near-death experience. And it was as though everything in those moments really changed for me. And I went from things like not always being even happy to be alive, feeling a lot of not being grateful, a lot of confusion about life, about what I wanted to do, um, had a lot of childhood trauma, all of these things that kind of ruled the way that I lived life um, seemed to change in those in those moments where I was essentially stuck on a cliff and um, it was either somebody was going to miraculously save me or I was going to die. And um, what happened was I realized that I really wanted to be alive and I wanted to learn how to be grateful. And I went from not believing in the divine uh, throughout all my teenage years. I was really just did not, I was actually first kind of upset at God or the divine for things that had happened. And then I decided that there was no God, there was no divine. And in those moments, it kind of awakened this place in me where I, I not only believed in the divine, but it was like a knowing that there was divine, divine spirit, divine creation. And then I decided that I wanted to seek the source of that creation. I wanted to make contact with that divinity. And I wanted to learn how to heal, to heal the childhood traumas. Um, to heal this way of being that was so culturally um, conditioned in me, that that place of not being grateful, not knowing why I was alive. And so I set myself on the course to discover what I could. Um, so in that first time, I was very much just kind of on my own, just reading books and looking into kind of every source that I could possibly find out there to kind of give me clues and guidance. And eventually I was guided to Hawaii, which is where I live now and where I've mostly lived ever since then. And I wound up on just a, an incredibly vast intensified journey of continued awakening. And at some point along that way, um, literally within months, I was kind of um, catapulted to the next level of awakening. 
And in that time period, I was swimming with the dolphins and they were bringing me through all of these incredible experiences. And then I started to be brought beyond time and space by beings that I refer to as the Galactic Council or the Family of Light. And at that time, they brought me back um, into the history of our world and they showed me in, a, in essence, a version of how our world was created and the original beings that existed in the time of Lemuria. And this was all so, so vast. At that time, I was still, I was 18, so I was very, very young, um, but I was growing really, really rapidly. And one day I wound up praying for a spiritual teacher. I felt like I was just always in so much vastness and so much acceleration. And I was clearing and healing so much from my childhood and possibly beyond that into other lifetimes. And literally within a day, um, I was uh, brought to my spiritual teacher in a, in a beautiful series of events that had me meeting um, my teacher. And he's the one that taught me the breath work and a good deal of the spiritual practices that I offer. Um, so I want to pause right there and see, Sarah, do you have questions for me or shall I just keep going? Should I just keep Wow. Going? I mean, I'm just like, so just in awe, like, yeah, just, just keep going right now. I'm just okay. so, yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. So at that time I began studying with my teacher and in so many ways, when I look back, it was, it was really like a a movie where when I met him, he said, like, I have been waiting for you. You have appeared and are you ready to train? And I said, yes, please train me. And he told me that he carried this very, very ancient um, lineage practice that surrounds mostly the breath work that he was going to give to me. And then I was to be the one to bring it out to the West. And, uh, you know, I think in the beginning that was so overwhelming for me to even consider, but I was more than ready to embrace the training. So I trained with him for three and a half years. Um, and I'll just give you, I just feel to give a glimpse of, um, you know, what my, what my practice was at that time was a buildup into more and more discipline. So eventually I was like up at four in the morning, slept for four hours, um, I was doing all kinds of cleansing protocols to get my body more clean. I was training martial arts with him and I was doing this incredible, incredible breathwork practice. And as I accelerated through those levels, um, what began to happen and what's available to people that do this practice with me is that in the initial stages, some of the things were I just, I began to have so much energy that it was almost like, I didn't even know what to do with that energy. I would do my breath work and then I'd be like running up and down the beach and just getting more and more full of joy and light. And at the same time, the things that needed to be healed within me were kind of rising with greater speed. And so it's like, I was on a daily basis clearing through some emotional trauma or another from from my childhood or, you know, things that just somehow were within me, these trauma levels. And I had my teacher, you know, right there with me to help guide me through those things. So as he cultivated the practices within me, he also cultivated my ability to help others in this way of kind of going into what I refer to as the shamanic realm 
And it's almost like, you know, he taught me how to hold someone's hand and help lift them to the light and to understand the inner psychology and the inner workings of how we are as humans. And so in a lot of ways, it was just such an organic way of him kind of guiding me through and apprenticing me and in, into becoming a teacher. And he always said to me, you know, the way that I work is when you are ready to teach, you will know. And again, through those, and definitely through the, at least those first two years, I still didn't, I never imagined that I, you know, could become a teacher. I had all of these things that would arise for me, you know, like doubt or lack of self-worth and things like that. And then at some point when I really, I was thinking about how much I wanted to help humanity, like that had always been ever since I was a little girl, I just wanted to help people. And so at some point it kind of set in like, oh, this is, you know, the best way that I can help people is really to give what I've been given. And so then I kind of stepped it up even more and dove deeper into my practices and, and really just accelerated at such a level that it's hard to even give words to. But what I can say from what I've gone through is that the practices and the techniques and the things that I offer really do help one to accelerate at that high, high level of, you know, reaching our goals very quickly. And instead of spending, you know, 20, 30, 50, you know, I'm sure all of us know people that like they've been struggling sadly for 20 years, 30 years, 50 years with these things that, you know, burden us with heavy emotion or just kind of a crippling way of, of living. And so these practices that I was given and just kind of, I guess also just by my own nature of always wanting to accelerate and, you know, move through things and help the world, um, kind of the combination of the two offers this way to quickly move through things so that you get to that place where you feel whole and you feel well and your inner child is intact and your ego is smoothed out and you're connected to your high self and to spirit and creation and you're connected to your purpose. And um, inside of everything that I've said, I just wanna kind of highlight the breath work because there's so much breath work out there now and it's so popular. Um, when I was first learning breath work, it was not so popular. Um, and a lot of people even would often like have aversion to breath work, but I, I very clearly remember spirit telling me like at some point there's going to be like this burst of awakening surrounding breath work and people are just going to really be craving it. And so now there's all these types of breath work out there and there's so many teachers there's so many people offering different things. And I've experienced many of the, the different, you know, cultivations that people have created and any breath work is wonderful. All breath is wonderful. Even if we're just you know, taking a deep breath, that's going to do something. But what I've came to see is that this breath work that I, that I offer really is so incredibly accelerated. And it also though, is this balance because what we want when we're learning breath work is not to just only have techniques that are going to say, like put us into a high state of light and really cultivate that almost like altered experience, that experience where we're experiencing ourselves to be more than our body. But we also want a nice balance. We want breath that's going to ground us, that's going to cause peace, that's going to give us a way to constantly reset if we have stress 
or we're tired, or we have some trauma that arises in our current day-to-day. And so this breath work, basically it offers everything. I, I refer to it as the practice that leaves no stone untouched because it really allows us to access anything and everything that we need to for ourselves. And then the other thing that is, um, I wanna say like significant about what I work with is that it's not just the breath work, it's the spiritual teachings that go with them. Because they're again, like if you're learning breath work, you're gonna get results no matter what. But if you don't have the teachings that are kind of helping you to ground and to evolve and shift and adapt and you know embrace yourself more, then it's it's almost like you've got you've got one side but not the other. So the breath work is ultimately not gonna like foster your growth fully and wholly. So the way that I work with it is just that it, it's the balance of spiritual teachings and breath work um, and then presence, just the, the cultivation of presence and the, the Sangha, the group energy is always just so wonderful and so powerful. Um, the one-on-ones are also really incredible because that's where people go really deep with me and um, you know can traverse a lot of realms of kind of reclaiming the soul and healing the deep traumas. So there's those two options. It's the one-on-one going deep or the group um, group container where you get to be with you know other beings on the path. And I think everyone needs that. You know, it's so so amiss in our world. Yeah. Would you agree, Sarah? I'll I'll pause there and do yeah, just- like I'm just I'm so in love with what your journey, you know, like just I mean, even when you talked about like how this breathing, you know, came to you from like even like Lemuria. And I feel like like what was coming in like with that was like, you know, I really feel like we're in those times right now where, you know, we don't know, you know, what's next. Everyone can predict whatever it is, but it, there's an energy that we all are feeling that is leading us to this next and and what you were sharing was just really like popping in these little like cues of like how how important breath and and our spiritual practices are because if we're not really tuning in or really you know gathering the data of ourselves essentially you know like it really we really can get off balance and so I'm just grateful that you offer these these practices and also you're practicing it. You know, it's so great to see that this is like your life's work. I mean, from 18 on, you know, like how much like that's so amazing and and so inspiring, you know, to know that like there are there's so much like we might be on the surface level, you know, of something, but then there's like just so much more beyond that and beyond that. So I'm just, I'm honored to, to witness your journey and, and to more of it, you know? (laughs) So well spoken. Yeah. I love everything you said. And I think that prompts me to speak a little bit to Lemuria, where we're headed in the world. And um, just what you said about that. There's so much more the beyond the beyond. Um, that part is just, it, it's so incredibly accurate. And it's like once somebody steps more and more into their wholeness, then infinity is possible, you know, within the realms of infinite energy and 
potential and experiencing of, of light and um, what I refer to as the light body, our auric field. And beyond that, our Merkaba, which is an amazing, amazing word. If you've never heard it, it literally means vehicle of light. And so in the higher levels of this breathwork, kind of once you have your foundation tools, what happens is we move into activating, we move through the light body, and then we move into activating the Merkaba. And that is the true original way of the, the humans that were first here in our world, the Lemurians. They were always not just within their physical body, but within their light body and their Merkaba. And the Merkaba, um, the wording of it is so accurate because when it activates, we literally move beyond time and space at a level that I refer to as quantum. And in that state, you genuinely can become one with infinite levels of light and creation. And not only do you experience that oneness, but that light comes into your body. And the level of ecstasy that occurs is, is basically beyond any words that I could ever give it. But it's like the highest, highest level of where we can go in our spirituality. And I feel like it's this thing where some, everybody knows this from within, like there's some feeling when we come on the path of like, there's something I'm like wanting to remember and I, I wanna know. And so when we're able to reconnect with our light body and our Merkaba, we're finally intact again. But at the initial stages, it's like, we're so far from that, that that's like this, this thing that it's like, maybe we feel little hints of it. Like there's something that I, I remember, but I have no idea what it is. And then you begin to progress and you begin to open up. And then as the students ready, that those levels become available. And to me, these practices are so important. My guidance has always been that in these times that we're in, that you're speaking to Sarah, where so many people are now awakening and this sense that there's, there's something, you know, that we're seeking. These practices are really fundamental to where we're headed because it's this calling from spirit for us to have that part of us back, our light body and our Merkaba, and to be able to traverse the realms with self-mastery because we're so, so much more capable than what we've been taught. You know, of course, we all know like we've been taught linear. We've been taught this way that holds a lot of suffering for us. But when we awaken these higher levels and we get our light body intact, we remember that our true way of being is one of just being in oneness. It's one of bliss and love and light and connectedness to nature. And then from there, it's just this feeling of anything is possible and this joyful um, outlook on life because we finally have all of ourselves again. And in the guidance that I've had that pertains to um, like the history of our world, in the beginning of time, everything was perfect. Our ancestors lived in perfection. And that's where we're headed back to. So there are all these prophecies that speak of, you know, we're going to go through this dark, dark time so that we can get to this place of light. And many of those prophecies speak of that as the returning to the beginning. And that's kind of how I see it as we're, we're in this movement. And as we're in this movement, we're actually in a way headed back. We're looping back to the beginning of how we were and who we were. And in order to do that, we're clearing 
massive waves of karma. And so we're, you know, we're blessed by this acceleration. And although it can feel so intense and we look around and we can think, you know, what's happening to our world. And there's so much darkness and suffering and so many problems going on. But the more of us that are on the path and adhere to light and love and wisdom and unity, the more we can steer our path back to that way of light. And, and that's really what inspires me um, every day. And, and as you said, Sarah, that I, I really have been in this practice ever since I was 18. And, and it's amazing what's been cultivated through that and, and the people that have you know studied and trained with me. So I'm really looking forward to just growing that and building that more and more. Um, my vision really is to have a global Sangha that is within this lineage. And the beautiful thing about that to me is that it's not dogmatic. It's not about, you know, religious beliefs or superstitions. It's really about being in practice together. It's about unifying in love and joy and wisdom and giving people that place of feeling that we're a family again. And you can weave into it anything you want. You can, you know, you can sing, you can dance, you can do yoga, you can do whatever you want within um, what I offer specifically that is so guided from these higher levels of creation that just want us, they just want us to have all of that again. They want us to have our unity and be able to thrive. And so beyond me, just to touch on that, when I say that they um, like who, who works through me, with me, who I look to as my teachers is what I refer to as the lineage of light. And this is this vast array of beings that out beyond our world serve the light. And this is, you know, beings from other realms, um, beings that I refer to as the ascended masters, angels and archangels and divine mother and father. And so in this lineage, we really look to that umbrella of light for, for holding us and carrying us through this time. And I can say through my own experience that they, they're so real and they're there every moment, you know, just wanting more and more people to be lifted to the light and to support that. So there's so, so much richness in, in coming to work with me. And I want to pause. I, I think I've, I've said everything that I feel to say, but Sarah, do you have other questions or? Yeah, like, I mean, I just love that you touched on that because it's like, this is what I feel every day, you know, why I wake up and go to the pool and, and share love and light with my body because I know in, in a deeper way, like there's a purpose, there's a reason behind this feeling of seeing that seeing our world in love and light and again it's like the more of us that we come into more of ourselves like we each want this you know this is all like if we look out it's like what we all are go are headed here and I, like the way that you described it was just amazing to allow each of us to kind of sit with that and really continue to imagine that even when we see these dark parts of our world and ourselves, we know that there is light on the other side. So thank you for that. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you so much. Um, I'll touch just briefly on, um, uh, uh, Sarah mentioned my book. So my book is called The Lemurian Keys, the Tara Trilogy. And it's an amazing way to 
learn about our origins and my journey. And those two stories are kind of interwoven and to learn about these practices. And it's written in story form, which is wonderful because then you get to just kind of dive in and experience the magic and the beauty of what it was like in the beginning of our world. And you get to journey along with me here in Hawaii, swimming with the dolphins and meeting my teacher and just being on this epic, amazing journey. And in many ways to me, I feel like to me, this book is our story. You know, I was willing to put my own personal story into it, but it to me, it's all of our story because we can all relate to that movement of healing and growth and the story of our origins. You know, that's, that's our truth. And the more we know our history and we know the potential of who we are, the more we know where we can go to and the less we feel like we want to be controlled by forces that aren't necessarily you know, steering us in a good direction, whether they mean to do it in a negative way or not. We all know that we're not really being guided by forces that like see everything in the oneness that those of us on the path do. So when you read the book, you learn a lot about like, what is, what is this movement, these forces that are kind of moving our planet in these, in these ways where we're wondering, like, why are we being more controlled? And why are these certain, you know, things happening? Why is there, you know, yet again, a, a huge war that's happening? And you kind of get this sense of what that side is all about through the book as well, and how we can, can work with addressing that more consciously. So, yeah, I think, I think that's all I want to say on the book as well. And, um, if you want to work with me, you can go right to my site. It's it's easy. It's just tayarain.com, T-A-Y-A-R-A-I-N-E.com. And you can see the courses on there, um, how to work with me one-on-one. -on -one. And there's definitely all kinds of free offerings over time that I'll be having. So yeah, just stay tuned and hopefully I'll be back on here with you as well, Sarah. Yeah, okay. I, yes, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, the stick to me, thank you. Um, yeah, I feel like you just covered so much and I feel like I was just grateful to hold space, you know, like sometimes we don't know how anything unfolds, right? But it's like when we are just present with each other and we get to listen and share and embody the wisdom, like I just feel like you carry so much wisdom with the words that you shared today that it was just an honor to to be here with you and hold space, so... Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it's been wonderful to be here with you and just really honor you so much for the story you shared with me before we you know, started recording about your journey with swimming. And um, yeah, I think it's just phenomenal the path that you're on. And thank you for doing this for people, for bringing information and beings that are, you know, carrying different torches of light. It's a wonderful purpose. Mm. Thank you. I received that. Well, until next time, thank you again, Taya. And yeah, we'll, we'll be in touch again. So bye for now. Thank you.